Welcome to the Bada Boom Podcast. My name is Chris. On today's episode of the podcast, my co-host Troy and I review Constantine, House of Mystery. The recent DC animated film is now available on HBO Max and showcases several shorts that highlight Commandy, The Losers, and Blue Beetle. Listen in and hear our thoughts. What's up, man? What's up? Do you have a night? What came on HBO Max, which is exciting because I had forgotten it had come out, was uh, DC Showcase Constantine. The House of Mystery. Um, with some of these animated movies, I forget they exist. I forget, you know, because when you go into Best Buy's now, they don't even really have movies out. They don't. <laughs> so it's hard to be reminded. Even when I was in Target, you you don't find movies. So sometimes when, unless it's like a, a Green Lantern, which I'm, I'm super hyped for, I sometimes forget. And what do you know? When I opened HBO Max, I saw John Constantine's beautiful face. And I was like, we have to watch it. We have to talk about it. And I didn't expect what I saw. <laughs> I didn't either. Um, I thought it was going to be like, you know, because especially with these shorts, they're really never the platform to kind of be, you know, a part of a larger continuity, but it is. And it's not really like shorts because it's not like, oh, hey, you can go through and see how long each individual episode is. It's like, no, this whole thing is like an hour and we just have four smaller stories in there, which... The, I'm glad we got this one because the first one, which is Superman versus or Shazam versus Black Adam or Superman versus Shazam, that one we've we've talked about some of the stories in there with Green Arrow and what they're doing with that and Young Justice. But that one, I've watched that entire showcase so many times. And this is like the second showcase. And I hope we get more of these showcases because they're great. And it was unexpected. I knew we had the the John Constantine House of Mystery one coming out, but the, all the other three were bonuses for me. And I was like, so excited to watch them. And I think they're all really good. Particularly like the strongest one is obviously the the Constantine one because we, we get Matt Ryan back, who, you know, seems to be... <laughs> they, as much as they want to kind of, you know, bring a new Constantine to live action and stuff, it's kind of the definitive Constantine because now he's played this character, you know, like a hundred times at this point. He's been in live action and his own show in Legends of Tomorrow, in the animated universe, um, has starred in several animated films, um, including this one. So it's always good to hear his performance as Constantine. And this showcase, what's interesting is that it ties into the apocalypse war which came out a couple years ago which somehow some way you know when i watched it i didn't expect this either was you know kind of like a flashpoint too yeah <laughs> and this showcase deals with the consequences of that which was interesting and speaking of that um that showcase you brought up earlier you know there was a great specter showcase years ago and specter plays a really um important part in this one and it was dope it was it was violent which you know I didn't expect had a great twist and I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy the ending. Uh, this will be our spoiler alert going up right yeah. now, but I didn't enjoy the ending. Constantine kind of is like punished by the universe after escaping eternity in the house of mystery. You know, John Constantine, like, you know, Hey, he always kind of finds his way out of something and, you know, Oh, we're going to do something different. That's most of the time appreciated, but I thought it would have been really interesting if the Phantom Stranger would have showed up and told the Spectre, we need John Constantine for something on Earth, or if 
he had convinced the Spectre to possess John Constantine like he did with Hal Jordan. I thought that would have been a better twist than like, oh, hey, you're just going to suffer the punishment of the universe, which we didn't we didn't see if he dies or anything. But it's just like I just felt a little unsatisfied with the ending. Well, for me, I thought that was cool because, you know, for, for Constantine, the, the bill never comes due. <laughs> like he's always saying like, oh, I'm going to get punished. You know, he's always playing with forces that, you know. To anyone else, they get punished. And he's always seems to weasel out of things or find a way out, whether it be in in stuff like adaptations like this or in the comics. So I thought it was interesting that Spectre was like, actually, the punishment you were experiencing was self-induced. The real punishment is this. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was a real I like I love that twist. And it was strong. It had like a really strong like beginning, middle and ending. That could have been like a full length movie if they had maybe put more time into it or maybe maybe they just thought, yeah, we don't really have any more story to tell. And that's why and it because it is it is like 20, 30 minutes long. It's the longest showcase out of the all the four that are there. Yeah, but it serves as an epilogue for that yeah. universe because they that flashpoint that happens at the end of Apocalypse, you know, they've already started to build a new universe. That universe that's, you know, set with, you know, Justice League, not Justice League, Green Lantern, also Superman, Man and Tomorrow, Flash. and Batman, um, Hush. It's already kind of like being built. And I feel like there isn't, no one really remembers what happened. So it's hard to kind of like address, you know, this really big event that led to the creation of this universe. So this showcase is a way to kind of be like, hey, like, if you're wondering where Constantine is <laughs> in this, you know, new universe, actually, he's being, you know, eternally punished for his actions. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. And plus, there's not a too much of a connection from the jump in on some of this newer content to reference. Oh yeah, this is a change. Like if you're maybe just getting into it, you probably would just thought, oh yeah, they just are changing the style that these things are drawn in. They're going in a different artistic direction. But in reality, that change in artistic direction is completely tied to the Flashpoint event. But the other three, the other three ones, well, we got like Blue Beetle, Commandy, and the losers what do you think about the other three on the showcase i really loved um commandy anytime they're able to you know highlight like jack kirby's work i, I love that it, it had a really great art style and an adventure tone to it i did like the <laughs> the blue beetle one because it reminded me of like birdman and, and space ghost yeah. a little bit just how how ridiculous it is and it also, you know, when I was a kid, I used to love that, you know, that really old Spider-Man cartoon. And it felt like that, like the stiffness of the animation and the way they were able to adapt that was, was cool. Um, and The Losers was like intense, surprisingly. It was. It was <laughs> uh, crazy was like, intense. For me, my only experience with The Losers is the um, the Idris Elba movie with Chris Evans and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And that was a really fun movie. So like it's like, see this like, you know, hard nose like war movie where it it yeah it was it was intense i've been talking to people at work and being like hey have you seen this have you seen this it's got these these and these in them and whenever i bring up the losers people are like wait wait wait, the chris evans movie that 
is in this i'm like oh yeah that that was a movie i i don't think i've seen that and they're like well if the showcase is just as good as the movie then i'm all in i'm like i should probably watch the movie but the short itself was pretty good and I, I do have to say the the blue beetle i kind of got annoyed at it a bit but once i was like all right don't take this so seriously i really enjoyed it i re-watched it with that mindset and i was like all right this is a good short and it reminded me dc always has this weird ability to say we can take our content and make it very adult or very we don't have to take it so seriously and people will love it if not more and like that's exactly what they do with the Harley Quinn, which uh, in the newest episode of Harley Quinn, Constantine, same voice actor, makes a quick cameo. So it's really cool that DC can say, yeah, we're going to make like this very raunchy, very R-rated, very adult kind of content with some, with some of our characters. And it's not going to tarnish our brand. Whereas Marvel did that, it would probably be like, ooh, that's going to turn a lot of people off. So I think the DC showcase is like it. They don't really do it in this in this kind of showcase, but the, just the aesthetic of like the Ted Cord Blue Beetle episode, I was like, oh yeah, this is very Space Ghost. I could see something like this being on Adult Swim in the future, but like with more adult jokes in, in it. Yeah, on one hand, you want DC as a fan to get their shit together. On the other <laughs> hand, as a fan, because they don't have their shit together, they can experiment with things like this. This something like this would, would never happen at Marvel. You know, they'll hold like a, a character like Constantine, kind of like, hey, we're holding this for the movies. We're gonna do this. Also, the Blue Beetle, those things, Command the. You, you wouldn't see those characters in any light, whether it be a short. And shout out to you know Warner Brothers Animation and DC for always figuring out a way to kind of highlight like these you know lesser known characters or stories through these shorts i remember um on youtube they had these really cool shorts with like the doom patrol and stuff like that and it's a really cool way of like you know giving fans of maybe obscure characters like uh let them know that they're seen and that their characters are are, are top of mind but you know now with the shift in in that company it it is good to watch these things and enjoy them because they may not be around, you know, under the new leadership. Going forward, like I always want to have more of these kind of showcases because I think that highlighting these lesser known characters, especially like an animation is a great way to get people into the characters themselves and also into some of their comics, which if you also haven't heard our last interview with Joe, you've got to listen to that interview and listen to how comics and trades are kind of like made and published because you'll be like, wow, it's a pyramid scheme a little bit. And if you do start getting into some of these smaller characters like Ted Cord, you'll realize, wow, it's kind of tough to find comics around these guys. So it's a good listen. Definitely check out that last, our previous podcast for a conversation around that. But Chris, my question for you, would you want to see more DC showcases where it's an hour long, like up front, and then you just have those four in between? Or would you rather these kind of shift more towards like an anthology, kind of like how Love, Death and Robots is with maybe a shorter runtime, but with more episodes? So like maybe like each one's like 12 minutes long, but you get eight of them as opposed to like four 20 minute episodes. 
I love that. That's a, an awesome idea. I think with that love deaf robots approach, you can give artists like a platform to kind of showcase like different like animation styles, whether it be CG or, you know, traditional 2D animation and really go far with those things and have fun and, and explore different areas or, you know, tackle characters that may, you know, not have appeared in, in movies in, in some fashion. So I'd rather something like that or, you know, like... We talked about this with um, Injustice. Like, I would love for them, you know, to kind of skip on animated movies and maybe do an animated series of some of these stories. There's a lot of story with some of these characters. And, you know, if you put the investment in, you can get a pretty good return. Like, really, like when it comes to a character like Commandy, there's not going to be a Commandy movie ever. So might as well create like a fun animated series that, you know, you can explore things. Blue Beetle, obviously we're getting Blue Beetle next year, but, you know, that's Jaime, you know, like yeah. Ted Kord's adventures are fun. I would love to see Ted Kord and, and Booster Gold together in some fashion, which would be cool. And animation does, like, I think it, it's the first thing that gets cut when these big cost-cutting measures go into effect at, you know, media companies. But they're doing God's work, you know, they they're able to do so many cool things like the reason a lot of us are even DC fans are because of those animated series back in the day. So I, I want to see more of it. No, not less. And it's, I think the reason I say less of, you know, the animated movie side, it's like, hey, like these things come out on on Blu ray, if you the places you go and get Blu-rays don't even sell them that much anymore. Yeah. So it's like, hey, like you're literally... And, and granted, I'm sure they look at the numbers and there are people buying these and it makes financial sense in, in some capacity, but it it definitely limits the reach of, of some of these stories. Yeah. And real quick, just going back to the Love, Death, and Robots thing, I've watched a couple of interviews where the artists that make them, they're very concerned about the art and the story they can tell. And I think DC has a really good opportunity to kind of mimic the Love, Death, and Robots kind of uh, business model because you have all these great characters and you can have writers and artists come in and be like, yeah, we want to change something to look like this or we want to tell a story with these people. And that's like most of the work i feel like being like all right i have to create my character i have to create the setting i have to think of like what are they going to do how are they going to react and it's like you have a treasure trove of all those things and you can just take the dc characters and put them in the situation and the story that you're wanting to tell and you know doing like 10 15 minute shorts people are going to be watching those cutting them up making youtube videos they're going to be on tiktok and instagram like crazy so it's a great opportunity. I think DC should really take advantage of it and do something like that. It seems like there's nothing stopping them. I'm saying that, but well, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of things going on there, you know, but it's, it's something that they have. It's a part of their history, you know, animation. And, you know, if they want to further that, I think they have a lot of characters they can do a lot more with. And, you see how popular these characters are. Multiverses is like the biggest fighting game ever right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like very bare bones is a free to play. So when you put like quality behind these, these brands, these IPs, like people will respond to it. So it's not a matter of like, is Marvel better than DC or DC better than Marvel? Like, you know, when you tell good stories or, you know, when you put in good work, like it will reflect. For sure. That's what it's all about. Just telling a good story. Yeah. And with that, bada boom. Bada boom. 
Thank you for listening to the Bob and Podcast. Keep the conversation going with Chris and I on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find us on all these places at at Boom Podcast. Get into the comments on our YouTube channel. Let us know what you like about the show or what you'd like to hear from us in the future. Until next time, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening.